I know that you've experienced being super excited to try something out and not quite liking it. Whether it was a dish at a restaurant, a hobby like soccer or weightlifting, a job that you just thought was going to be a dream that turned into an utter and literal nightmare, or even a business that you poured so much time and energy into to get it started and running, only to realize that you don't like the service you're offering or the clients that you're serving. You want to quit. The business is just draining that energy and the life out of you. But the problem is this business is your livelihood. How will you survive and pay your bills without it? The business has also become your identity. Everyone knows you for being the person that does this business and quitting the business feels like a failure. Well, what you need is to do less. I am Shanice Miller and welcome to my podcast, Do Less. Yes, that's right, do less. It used to be cool to work 60 hours a week, but the world has gotten smarter and realized why spend more time to make the same or less money. I help small business owners build systems and processes to help them scale and find more time for themselves and their families. I'm going to provide you the best practices and all the tools and tips to scale your business. Welcome to my show. Today, I'm bringing Stephanie on the show to share her experience on how she got stuck in being in a business that wasn't aligned with her passion and values. Stephanie is a brand strategist, marketing consultant, and founder of Pen Better Method. Her goal is to help you successfully market your brand and build the kind of business that lights you up which is why I wanted her to share her journey with you. I've been in this situation with having a business that didn't light me up before, and you might be in this exact same situation right now. So I wanted Stephanie to share with all of us who might be in that place to understand there's a path out. So Stephanie, thanks so much for coming on. I'm so happy to be here. And that intro, man, I'm like, are she talking to me? Is she talking about my life experience? <laughs> yeah, um, we're talking about you. <laughs> well, but you know, we get there. And, and I think so many of us end up getting into these positions where we wake up one day and we're like, oh, something's really out of alignment. Maybe I've been ignoring the warning signs. And exactly. then it hits you like a brick and you're like, oh, I can't ignore it anymore. So yes. So tell me about that time when it hit you like a brick and you just couldn't <laughs> ignore it anymore. Oh gosh. Well, I I have to start at the beginning and I won't go too far back, but I think it's important context to share that I started my first business when I was 22 years old. I hadn't me even too. graduated college yet. And I really didn't know what I was doing, right? I mean, I in some ways I did. I'm I'm glad I answered that call. I always had an entrepreneurial spirit. And was, so wait, what made you start in college then? I actually, I was a, I was a journalism major. I had done business courses and I was also a music theater major at one point, wow. but I loved storytelling. I loved creativity. I loved bringing things to life. I also loved psychology, but I didn't have any traditional marketing experience other than helping out with a family business with some holiday campaigns and things like that when I was younger. And it was my senior year. I was in my very first official marketing class and it clicked for me. It was a beautiful creation, a beautiful connection of storytelling, of getting to know kind of that psychology, consumer behavior, understanding what makes consumers want to buy from, from a business, buy a product or service. And also it, it was really creative, but I loved that there was the data and analytics. 
especially primarily with the digital marketing side of things, you could get that instant validation and verification if the strategy was working. And so I was sitting in that class the first week and I was like, oh my gosh, marketing is what I need to be doing. I had done a little bit of unofficial marketing, but I hadn't hadn't done a lot. And so I actually decided right then, it was September of 2010, no, 20, 2009. And I decided right then that I needed to start a business. So I created an LLC and just started taking any contract work I could to learn marketing on the fly. I always learned better by doing than learning it out of a book. Um, I really never enjoyed school. I was always better off learning from internships and actual experience or different jobs that I had. So I think it was just really natural for me to start the business. But with that, I didn't have an end goal in mind. I didn't have Mm -hmm any picture of what I really wanted the business to turn into. I knew, I knew deep within that I wanted to own a business one day. I liked the freedom. I liked, I had been telling, I always jokingly say, I'm in in my thirties now, but I always tell this story about when I was a little girl, I used to always tell my mom, I want to be the boss. And (laughs) in some ways, you know. How did your mom respond to that, that she wants to be the boss, that you want to be the boss? She laughs about it now, but I'm sure it was challenging then, you know? Um, I mean, you know, all the kids little seem like they're the boss nowadays. You, like, you're the boss. And it's like, oh, I don't know. But in, in a lot of ways, that carried through. I always would think of a different idea of how to do something in internships and take it to my manager or, you know, have those different out of the out of the box ideas and taking that initiative. And so I always knew I wanted to do something on my own, but I really didn't know what that looked like. And, and I think and, that's so common that yeah, it is kind of like just jumping out there, especially when you just get a new idea, you hear something that someone tells you about. And especially when you're just starting out, you're just like, I'm going to make this happen. And there's no real plan. There's no 90 day action plan, no goals in mind, like no yeah. end goal of what's inside. Oh, yeah. It's just that I want some time freedom. I don't want to yeah. have to talk to this boss or have to you know, say anything to anyone. I want to just be able to run my own time, do my own thing, make a lot of money, have that lifestyle, but not really have to report to anyone. And that's so wrong. When you start learning in business, you realize you're going to have to report to your clients. You still have to report to if you have any employees or subcontractors underneath you. It's so many people. So what was it about that business when you're getting started that you realized, okay, this isn't lighting me up? Well, it was a long burn. So I lived the side hustle life. This was 2009, 2010, before side hustle was really like an accepted term. A lot of my friends just thought I was crazy because nights and weekends, I was working on my business, working for clients, finding new clients, bringing on these new projects. And then my nine to five during the week, I was working for other people's businesses, just trying to glean and get as much experience as possible. And I don't- That's really tiring. And I I think that downplayed a little bit. The fact that like- where oh, you're yeah. trying to build this business to not yeah. have to worry about other people, yeah. you're still having to be accountable to a business, you know, a person oh. Oh, in yeah. that nine to five. So you're, you're really yeah. pumping that midnight oil. You're really doing a lot of work and for a business that you're hustling at, it's not necessarily a business. It's a hustle because I talk oh, a lot yeah. about that too. Like, okay, yeah. are you having another job or is this actual business? Are you the yeah. CEO? Or are you just an you just employee? An employee? Of, yeah. You know, yeah. 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 I think you you capture it perfectly. I was in a crazy cycle of burnout. 
I would get burnt out with the companies that I was working for because it wasn't really aligned or lighting me up. And then what I ended up doing after that nine years of side hustle, 2019, I left my safe, cushy corporate job without one client signed because I was working so many hours for my corporate job. I had to stop all my contract and client work. How did that feel? And I was, I mean, it, it should have been more scary than it was, but I think I knew, I knew deep within that it wasn't, what I was doing wasn't it. And I knew I had had a taste of, before I took that job, I had had a taste where I had, I mean, I was covering my bills and, and doing a really great job, really supporting that from just my business. Okay. And but you said you weren't using any more clients, right? You didn't. Yeah, you, I got to a point. So I was working for a fortune 10 company in a very demanding corporate environment. And I was working 14 to 15 hour days for them. Okay. So, and I was like, clearly out of alignment. I was getting sick every like 30 days. Mm. I was having I think that's all these like effects a key of indicator stress. People don't pay attention oh, yeah. to like your body tells oh, you. Yeah, Your body does tell you. And I think that that really, like, I look back now and I'm like, man, she was, she, my body was telling me so many times that that wasn't an alignment, but I, it got to a point because in the beginning of taking on that corporate job, I was still working with five clients and it got to a point I couldn't, I couldn't maintain that because I was always really clear with clients that I had another job and this was evenings, weekends, or my lunch hour. So I basically had no free time or personal time for myself, but I set that boundary because I wanted to be respectful to my employer um, because it allowed me to kind of truly, I mean, to, without sugarcoating it, to play it safe. Right. I mean, I had, okay. I had, I had that income coming in. I had the benefits, all the things from my nine to five job. And then I was able to just pour everything I was making back into the business, okay. but it got to a point where the business was sustaining itself. I was covering all the expenses for the business. And I, I had a pivotal point where I could have left. I could have left a lot sooner than I did my, my full-time job. Okay. Um, but when I did finally leave, I, it was at a point where I was so whittled down from that nine to five that I had to transition out of all my client work. So when I actually left my job, I had zero contracts signed and wow. it probably should have been scary. Like saying it now, I'm like, man, that was crazy. But did you I have just, a savings? I, I did. I mean, I had never touched any of the business money. So I had nine years of business income, close to six figures saved up that I, that I okay. was able to work with. So that so makes it, things less scary. And I'm a big proportion, big believer and proponent of that. Like if we're running a business, you have to be saving more than you're spending so that you have that cushion when shit hits the fan, because it, it will eventually, whether it's a recession, whether it's you realize it's not an alignment and you have to completely change focus. I, you know, you need to rebrand, whatever it is, you're going to need some security and some resources that you can tap into while you're making that transition. And so, yeah, it yeah, was, I completely agree with that yeah. too. So oh, yeah. you're very in this place. You're completely burnt out from working so many hours. You let go of all your clients. Now you're just living off of savings, which is kind of scary, especially for someone who's used to making a good amount of money. It's just yeah. like, you're used to having that recurrent income coming in. What were you thinking at that time? I knew I would make it happen. I had just a lot of self-trust and belief and I'm, I'm very woo and very spiritual. And I also believe that anyone who's listening, regardless of your gender or your upbringing, we all have this amazing gift, our intuition. I mean, I'm sure 
we can all think of a time where we didn't listen to that ping and then got into a situation that really we're like, oh man, yeah, I knew this probably wasn't going to be aligned. Mm -hmm. And I just had so much self-trust and belief in that moment that I would figure it out. And I mean, I, it's funny, my, you know, my family and friends and the closest confidants that I had at the time that I was talking to this about talking about this decision with, were like, you know, what if it doesn't work out? And I'm like, I know it will. Yeah. And even if it doesn't, like, I've always thought being a barista would be really cool. I can like you're a <laughs> not go back to a corporate day. job, like, but you'll you know be a barista. I, mean? like, I would not. Yeah, I wouldn't go back to like working in corporate because that clearly okay. was not for me. But like, kind of corporate adjacent, like I could, I could sling drinks at a at a Starbucks. I've always thought <laughs> being a bartender would be really cool, and you know, you get a little bit more safety there until I figured out whatever was next. And so, so would I that had, really have been fine for you to go because a barista? I mean, the amount that it seems like you were making from your work and a corporate job that would be incomparable to what people would make as a barista. I mean, nowhere near it, but at least something to get some income coming in until okay. I could figure out what that next step was. Because I've always been, even though I've been doing this thirteen years now and have hit six figures, seven figures, and you know, and and really managed teams of all across the country and things like that, I still am very scrappy and okay. how I handle things. And I think if we can get to a point where you're bringing in more than you're spending and you can figure out a way to tie it over, we can figure out all the rest. And I'm all about having low expenses. So what yeah. was it about those five clients that you had that just wasn't fulfilling to you? That made well, you just want to say, all right, it's time for me to, you know, scrap them all, <laughs> start I, over. So it was twofold. One, the stress and the workload that I had in my corporate job at the time was not feasible. I mean, I was, I was literally making myself sick from doing all of that and trying to balance taking my lunch in the car and taking client calls, you know, and then getting right back online when I got home from work and working more for clients. But I think the other thing, and I think because I didn't build out of a place of alignment, I also didn't attract the best clients. So who are you attracting then? Um, really mean people that yelled at you and had no boundary or respective boundaries who would text you or call all hours of the day and the night. Very, uh, to, to take it a little woo, very low vibrational. But I think okay. I was also meeting and matching that energy because I was so burnt out. I was running on fumes, not taking care of myself. So I didn't attract clients that wanted to take care of me either, if mm. that makes sense. So you were just saying yes to whoever was willing to oh, pay yeah. to oh, get yeah. that client to say that I can do this. Why oh, not yeah. just get rid of one or two, you know, someone that you can manage or even like, yeah, all right, let's scrap the corporate job since that seemed like that was taking up a ton of time. And let's just focus on like maybe the nicest of the five clients. Yeah, I started that way. And then it got to a point where the corporate job was getting more and more demanding I was involved with an international team. So I'm based in Arizona and that time difference between Europe is like, I was up at 3 a.m. Yeah, that's taking a lot. Calls and I mean, stuff just, and, you know, so it's like- Scrap the corporate job all, all yeah, together. Like, I, well, and I finally did, but it took me really, I, you know, and I think I look back now, I mean, cause that was five, six, five, almost five, five years ago, I guess. And I look back now and there were a lot of, things. And a lot of, there was a belief that I had at the time, and I've really loosened up the grip of that belief in the last couple of years with personal development work and therapy and, and all kinds of things that it had to be hard. 
So I, I, I think I held on to some of that because I was forcing everything, everything in my life, literally. I mean, we could talk, we could do a whole other podcast on, on force energy and all of that, but I was forcing everything and I making think it I all more hard, just, you know, I just want to highlight the fact that so many people, you know, you're not the only one think that it has to be hard. Yeah. It has to be oh, hard yeah. work. And just that mindset is going to have you react and respond in the way and attract, like you said, in the way customers that are going to make you work hard. That yeah, they make job. it really hard. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> that corporate job, the customers you attract, yeah. how your thinking is really coming out and oh, yeah. making you feel like, okay, it has to be hard. So I must be going in the right direction since yeah. it is coming up hard. Yeah. And so I'm in alignment, but now I'm feeling so tired. I'm worn out. My body's telling me oh, that yeah. this is too hard. I'm getting sick and yeah. I'm just going to scrap it all. So oh yeah, what did you decide? How long did it take you to end up like coming back and saying, let me start or try something else or, you know, get it together and move to a different path? So I think it was a slow, it was a slow build for me, if I'm being really build? honest. Um, so between 2019 and really, truly, I didn't stop making it hard until end of last year. Mm. So three years. Wow. So and why- I mean, I was, I was burnt out again, because a story I told myself was that I wouldn't be burnt out if it was my own business. <laughs> That's not that's not true at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I remember being shocked and like completely flabbergasted that I was burnt out again because I couldn't believe I was in such disbelief that I was burnt out and it was my own business that that was a hard pill to swallow that I did that to myself because the story that I was telling myself before was, oh, this job wasn't in alignment. But if it's my own thing, that'll of course be in alignment. Mm. But I ended up building something that I didn't want. And so it, it was hard. It was f following the momentum. And over those three years, I grew my business from me, ju it just being me and managing five, 10 clients at a time to managing 36 clients and managing a team of eight all across the country, having a full service marketing agency, which the funny thing about that, when I look back now, I worked in someone's marketing agency and hated it and never intended to build a marketing agency. But see, I didn't think of the end in mind. I didn't think, what is that ideal piece? So really what I did is I built myself a job. I built mm -hmm. myself a cage in a lot of ways. And I know that that's kind of a mentor of mine refers to it as the golden handcuffs where you built the business, but now you're stuck. And I did that. And then also, I really, I, I also was repeating that cycle of because I was still making it hard. I was still attracting clients that made it really difficult, who mm -hmm. didn't adhere to boundaries, who kept on, you know, going service-based business, kept on going above and beyond the scope and I wasn't enforcing boundaries. So it was really at my disservice and we were doing great work and getting them great results, but it was at my expense and the expense of my team. So it was like this whole swirl of the same lesson over and over again. And I recognize that now, but man, it was, it's hard to see it when you're in it sometimes, just like mm. a, just like a, a relationship that maybe it's like your friends are like that we didn't like him the whole time or him or her the whole time and you're like man and I didn't see it right I was so charmed by it and yeah keep on getting the you keep on getting like the big opportunities and you're like oh this must be a sign I'm on the right path and so it was this it was this repeating of the cycle of me making it difficult and so during that time momentum. what were you doing to fix it well, I was growing team. I did, I worked with a couple of coaches and mentors, which I'm so grateful for because they helped me put systems into place, take myself 
out of some of those pieces that I was running behind the scenes. But also they really helped me see some of the things where I was getting in the way and how- and what were some of those things? Oh gosh, being the main point of contact for clients to see my name's attached to the business and that identity, oh, it was so my identity. And I also had trained clients unknowingly that when things were out of satisfaction, the team wasn't handling it. I was stepping in to handle it. So then the client wanted to work with me only. Let me speak to the manager. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, hi, I'm the manager. And then I went from like building this team and really trying to build these resources to me just jumping in to fix every, if it's the analogy of the boat with the little holes in it, I was plugging holes every day unable to even breathe and also killing the profitability of the projects because I wasn't, I didn't originally quote them for me to be involved in everything. And now I'm involved in everything. And so it was like this whole, you know, there were, there were glimmers of these steps in the right direction, but I, with anything in life, in your business, it, it takes time to really enact those changes. And so we have to try a lot of things and see what works and see what doesn't work. I did start attracting better, better aligned clients. Okay. Um, started to have more of like a criteria and a sales process to make sure that we weren't wasting time with clients who weren't aligned even with like budget from the get-go. And then I would get connected to their their business entrepreneur story because I love, I love a business owner and I love being able to help them bring that vision to life. Like I I love that so much. And I would get hooked into these clients who couldn't afford our services. And then I'd be like, we'll figure out a way to make it work. And then, you know, it like just all the textbook things of, I I mentor young entrepreneurs now and I'm like, oh, yep, been there. But it's, it's so common. We're humans. We want to serve. We want to help. And so, and that change does take time and we have to be able to try it. And I think also, as you so beautifully put it, and I know a big lesson in life, even slowing down actually really helped me a lot. So I went from managing and being even in, in 21 into early 2022, I was the direct point of contact for 36 projects. Wow. And managing a team, trying to get the team trained, also running the business, being the visionary, all the things. And last year, um, when I made the decision to close the agency and there were a lot of tears, I say it, it's like, I say it so simply now, like that's a sentence, but it was a total crisis of all crisis. I was trying to figure out who I was without the business. The, the business is tied to my name, my brand mm-hmm. name. I, I mean, also, I, I don't take it lightly. I had built an amazing team of women all across the country who were working for me. And I took so seriously that responsibility for helping them, you know, and, and having, having the income that would translate to them being able to provide for their families. Yeah. Cause clients. they're relying on you. Oh yeah. And the so. clients too. And it's like, that was, it was so hard, but it was so freeing at the same time to make that decision and let that go. Yeah. So where did you see yourself going, which made you want to close the marketing agency? Where well, like was I your said, vision? I never wanted to build a marketing agency. So it was no surprise that I didn't enjoy really any part of the day-to-day anymore. I love being in the visionary space, coming up with the big ideas, the strategy. I see how it can all come together. But my ideal scenario would be then handing it off to somebody else who does the day-to-day, right? 
but I kept on finding myself in the day-to-day and that's the crux of an agency. And so mm-hmm. I, I really had this come to Jesus with myself with the thanks of a, an amazing mentor. And actually it was through, cause I, I had worked with primarily contractors until last year and I hired my first employee and that was I was like, this is going to solve all of the problems. I have this employee now. Everything's great. And I unfortunately didn't hire. I hired too fast and fired too slow. Yeah. The exact opposite of what we're supposed to write the (laughs) ideal. Um, But I also, through that process of hiring the employee, and she was like, I, I... a great person. And she was, had an eagerness to learn, but it just wasn't the right candidate for what I needed to really alleviate that pressure from me and what the business really needed to help us go to that next level. But the beautiful lesson in that, cause I, I don't see anything as a failure. There's always a lesson there. And if we can learn from it, then it's not a failure. If you get the lesson, don't learn from it and keep on making the same mistake, then I see that as a failure. But if we can learn from it, what an amazing opportunity to grow and make a different decision for the future. And so the lesson that I learned from that was having her and mentoring her through the process was an amazing mirror to me of all the things about the business that were not in alignment for me or for where I wanted my life to go. Mm -hmm. I also, uh, March of 2021, I had been working again, 16, 17 hour days, no exaggeration, which some heat seasons, there is a hustle and there's a hustle to life, but that was my it was not a season. It was my life. I was working so much that I injured my ulnar nerve and my elbow and I couldn't use, I'm left-handed. I couldn't use my left hand for nine weeks. So once again, your body's telling you, my body was telling me, she tried to to whisper. There's always the whispers first. Cause I was diagnosed with adrenal fatigue in 2021 and didn't listen and push through it. And I launched seven things in one month. Um, and also was working with clients. I mean, I was really, Let's yeah. just go for it, you know? So um, I really, really hear, and I love the <laughs> fact that you are definitely telling us that it's this hustle culture. Yeah. We get so oh, yeah. wrapped up into that. Oh, we yeah. need to hustle, but what we really need to do is to do less, to yeah. really, so I want to thank you to really make sure that we have a plan. We have a goal in mind. We do 90 day action plans with all of our clients yeah. to make sure that oh, yeah. they are in alignment with where they are trying to go and where they want to be. And that's yeah. really important so that you aren't burning yourself out. So you're not overworking, you know, yeah. exactly what are the steps that you need to take each day so that Absolutely. you don't have to work those 14 hour days. You don't have to work those 60 plus hour weeks. You can Absolutely. actually do less. So Stephanie, if people want to learn more about your services and what you yeah. do, how can they find you? Well, you can go to stephaniereal.com or I am at Real Deal. That's R-I-E-L-D-E-A-L on all socials. And that's consistent with um, the consulting firm that I have now. I also have some courses and DIY resources because I really love, I truly love helping small businesses. Um, And I think what I found in the last year and a half, because I learned the lesson the hard way and did all the things. And really it was the beauty of doing less, pulling back, letting go of that business that wasn't in alignment as hard as it was. Um, I actually gave the majority of my team numerous months and like we had an action plan of how I was really going to still be connected to them. And and help them, but maybe it wouldn't be through me having project work for them or whatever that might be. Um, That was really important to me to help them be successful. And especially with a team of young women who are starting out in their careers or, you know, earlier on, 
if I can help somebody learn from a lesson, like that's, that's more rewarding to me than a lot of those different goals that we would hit as a company or even the project, you know, the marketing campaigns. And I mean, we crushed it and that was always rewarding, but doing less is really what helped me break through the clutter and really take care of myself, which is so important. We had to do that first to be able to have a business. And I love that you do that 90 day plan. I do that with clients too. And I also do that with myself now as well, because I think there's yes. a lot of pressure <laughs> when we give ourselves, okay, that's actually where of- mine stemmed yeah. from was yeah. because I did my 90 day sprints and I said, this yeah. definitely helps people and it helps you to do less. So it's digestible. So- yeah. It's so yeah. simple. So digestible. Thank you so, so much for coming on. Thank you it's for been the time. Such a pleasure. This has been an amazing episode of do less with me, Shanice Miller. Share this episode with anyone who needs to hear this today. Leave a five-star rating and review. And remember, if you're an entrepreneur and you need to do less in your business, click the link in the description to work with me.